Hello and welcome to If Anyone Cares. My name is Jolly James. This is episode 54. I apologize for the gap in between 53 and 54. I had unexpected wisdom tooth surgery in the early part of March. And it really put a damper on the timeline for all of these shows coming out. But we will have uh, another show very soon after this one. About two weeks is what we started doing since the beginning of the year. So... Wisdom tooth surgery went pretty all right. It, I, it was a little bit worse than than most people's, so my recovery time was uh, was a, a few a few days longer. I would say about a week, week and a half, two weeks until I was back one hundred percent. Most people it's a few days or, or maybe up to a week. So that's out of the way. We we had Cam Awesome on the show today, and with Cam, you really just you you call him, he answers, and you you go. And you're not going to hear, like, on the line from Kansas City. It, we just kind of went. And it happened. And I'm I'm thrilled with the product. It's never bad when Cam's on the show. Uh, we started off with a race conversation. We ended up going to his, um, talking about, like, him being domesticated and kind of quitting the van life. And ultimately, we, we ended up at my future, <laughs> which is really great. Cam likes to interview me sometimes, which is which is fine. I mean, it happens. But we we had a good show. The race conversation is definitely something that I've been wanting to have uh, with someone. And, and Cam brought it up pretty organically. I, I didn't have to bring it up at all. He asked my opinion on something. And we just had this with great conversation. So I'll let you listen to it. don't want to spoil it. But I have some things to promote. A Nine Day Story is a documentary I made about 13 guys going on a trip across America is now available on YouTube. It's a five-part series, and it is available with the link in my bio on Twitter and Instagram, at RallyJamesIAC, or available on YouTube.com. You can search A Nine Day Story in the search tab. It will pop up all five episodes. Go watch that. Now, um, obviously, the podcasts, if anyone cares, you're listening to that right now, so you obviously found it before. Whatever listening platform you're on right now, go and find R&R. R&R is a podcast I do with Ryan Wintel, and we talk about a bunch of different things, and it's really, really great. And then, I guess, Twitter and Instagram, like I mentioned, at RallyJamesIAC. You can follow the show at IfAnyWinCares underscore, and I think that'll be it for me as far as this preamble thing I like to do sometimes. I've tried to make them shorter. I think I did a pretty good job at that today. It's only about three minutes. But for KMF Awesome and the show you're about to hear, my name is Riley James. If anyone cares. That was my chair. It's fine. You, my friend. You, I'm, here's what I'm afraid is going to happen with you. Because you, you just, you, you're, you're you. You're so ambitious. You're so focused. I'm afraid you're going to just become a very successful man in all of your 20s, keeping your head down, working hard. You're going to build an empire. And then at like 33, you're going to try to live your teen years for the first time. So I would say pace yourself, my friend. I'm, I'm glad you've thought about this because I have not. Um, hey, hey, slippery slope. <laughs> it's a slippery slope. Yeah. it's He's, Elvis went out on a toilet. He did. That is true. And, and you're not better than Elvis. But just, just, 
enjoy life sometimes, but also not too much. Uh, so I'm speaking at schools still and doing a lot of these virtual talks. And a few, quite a few young people in the area that I live in uh, have been uh, made some YouTube, some Snapchat videos that were screen snatched or whatever and kind of went viral in our area. And these are uh, four high school girls uh, repeating the N-word. Okay. And I know that you didn't think where that, that, that's where this was going. No. But, uh, I don't have I don't I don't have a therapist, so you'll be that person now. Uh, and I don't. And, and one of the parents reached out to me actually, uh, and asked me how they should handle it, and they want to like to educate their 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 child, and uh, was saying that the the daughter realized what she said was wrong and wants to grow and learn and uh, be better, which is really commendable. Uh, and this is like a 16, 15, 16 year old girl. Uh, so what do you think about that? What do I think you should tell this woman? What do you mean? What do I think? Like, because I don't like the fact that a 16 year old can have their life ruined. Uh, but also the, the, the person she was repeatedly calling an N word was also 16 and he has feelings. Right. Uh, okay. And I think we're forced to be reactive if we're not being proactive by addressing race, power, privilege in schools. Um, well, it, it is commendable that the realization was made that, that this girl wants to grow and wants to learn from this. And no, you shouldn't have your life destroyed at 16 because I made some pretty bad mistakes at 16. I'm sure you did too. So at, <laughs> at the um, but when it comes down to like you're dealing with another actual human being, because if it was just like a video of this coming out, like she was rapping it in a song, like that's a little bit different. That yeah. you know you can you can deal with that kind of isolated in a different way, yeah. right? You can isolate it's a that kind of right. But the they're like can be the same. Yeah, I mean a lot of people do the same, and just a lot of people don't get caught doing the same. Since this is another human being involved, I I would give the girl the opportunity to apologize to this guy. Is, is, oh, you said it was a guy. She has. Okay, she has. She's been she's been very apologetic, and she's and this isn't like this isn't like, and she sent me a private message. Uh, so this isn't her like on Facebook saying, "Oh, I want to change it." We pretend she's actually reaching out to people and trying to learn, and uh, which which is commendable. Uh, but, and I ask you this because I, I haven't been in school for a very long time. Uh, it's been like 14 years since I'm 32. So it's been 14 years since I've been in high school and like 19 years since I've paid attention in school. So, uh, what kind of, what kind of, uh, I guess, what do you guys learn about race in school now? Cause you just, you just left school. Yeah. I graduated in 2018. So the what we learned about race in school is that um i went to a primarily white school naturally like our, our little community above lake charles north lake charles is uh yeah. you know it's it's pretty white we have we have some african-americans we have some um 
Hispanics, we have like a bunch of different cultures, but it's predominantly white. So we, uh, we learned obviously about American history and the slave culture and, and what happened with all that. But we learned about the civil rights movement in the sixties in with MLK. And then it just kind of really stopped. We didn't really progress into what's going on now. We just got to MLK and like, okay, yeah, they fixed it all. Cool. Yes. They, they don't talk about it. Like, okay. Uh, racism solved. Yeah. Some MLK went on the steps and said he had a dream and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and he never woke up. And then he died. Yeah. Because <laughs> someone was being racist. Yeah. Which, which, which is, which is a whole other story in itself. But like, I have been, and to be honest, I, I wasn't very educated on this, and I've like been drowning in this as of recent and trying to learn as much as I can. And I like to talk about it uh, because I feel like I can, I like to talk about, it's not very, it's not a difficult conversation for me to talk about uh, because it's uncomfortable. It's difficult for me to talk about it because I don't know where I stand yet. I'm still forming my opinions. Uh, on race relations in America? Uh, oh, no, no, no. I, I know how I feel about that. Okay. How, how it should be handled. Oh, how uh, this particular situation oh, or just no. overall? No, no, no. Just, just any, any, okay. any racist matters can be handled. Uh, but the, the only thing I could really think about is introducing this topic at an earlier age so it's not such a taboo topic. Because what we're essentially doing is we're just preaching abstinence and then this this situation with this lady is basically like you don't talk to your kids about sex and then you now your daughter's pregnant and now you're trying to deal with the with with the situation right now and i'm like if you were just to be proactive and talk about sex education before someone is pregnant uh, i feel like now that we're, we've officially put like sex ed in schools we also need to start putting uh I guess race, racial education in schools as well. So I, I took a class at Full Sail called Diversity in Modern Media. And now it's a college class, but we talked about these things where um, we had to find an injustice going on in the sports world and talk about it. So I talked about what's going on in Europe with um, black players and Muslim players being discriminated against. Like two very similar situations just for, for two different reasons. One, because you know, the color of their skin and two, because of what they practice religiously. Um, but like, that's such a macro scale to look at it. When we have a situation like this 16 year old girl in I'm assuming Kansas city. So like there's so many levels to it. Cause you can look at it from the, from the standpoint of NFL players kneeling, or you can look at it from the standpoint of, yeah, people are still getting called this in hallways of schools. So I do agree that, yeah, you probably should introduce it at an earlier age. People should take diversity classes probably in elementary school. Yeah. 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 I, uh, Ibram X, uh, he wrote the book uh, How to Be an Anti-Racist. He, uh, I read that book and then saw he made a, ver a toddler version for like, I think like two or three-year-olds. And... I thought, is that too early to talk about race? And I realized, I'm like, no, it's not too early because you can't protect your child from the inevitable. 
And if you kind of normalize or educate, I think ignorance is our problem. And, and the only way to solve it is exposure. Uh, exposure is probably not the, the best word uh, to use talking about kids, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's you want to present it to them in a in a safe way. You want to present it to them in a very in a, in a comfortable way, but they, it's still a very uncomfortable topic, no matter how old you are. But if we can get it earlier, then it won't be uncomfortable when people are actually <laughs> oh, smart. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's uncomfortable at an early age because, and, and I've probably said this on a podcast every Sunday or like when when I go to Walmart, uh, I used to go to Walmart on Sundays. And uh, I'm here in Kansas City, and I would, when, when a, a lot of times when a little white kid would see me, like his eyes would light up, and he would think I'm a football player. <laughs> and of course, he's, a lot of times they have like their jerseys on, and everyone's wearing red in Walmart, and the parents just like, they feel terrible, and they're like, they tell the kid, no, you can't, or like try to shame the kid, but the kid sees nothing but a hero. Like, so in, in that kid's eyes, you just say, like, you say, oh, no, no, he's not Jamal Charles. He, uh, he look he's, like, his skin's the same color as Jamal Charles. Yes, he has black skin. It's beautiful black skin. It, so you can talk about it uh, in a way that's not like, hush, hush, don't mention it. Don't talk about it. Because we do that with children, and then children become teenagers, and then things like this happen. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't think that you were going to solve racism during this podcast, but it was just something that was on my mind and I wanted to share. Yeah, and I saw oh, your okay. your Instagram stories talking about different things and what what you talked about the microaggressions and and the, some of the things that are just ingrained in the culture that people do. That anyway, it's like like the word says it's micro. You don't really notice it. It's not. Um, it, it's not something that it's easily easily noticeable. And that's what we learned about in diversity, and and I have done my best to kind of look back at how I have acted and look back at how I have done things. And yeah, there were some noticeable things that, with the education that I got from Full Sail, that I went back and and, and corrected, which is what you want. Like you need to be educated to be able to correct, because if you don't know, you you can't you can't fix it. And I think that's the situation with with this girl, and that's the situation with kids all around the country is if they're educated on this it's easy to, to correct it down the line like i can't be a better soccer player if i don't know you know which runs to make and that's just yeah, comes from coach yeah from from being educated on the game but uh if okay so there's there's two ways to look at this it. like it's like okay don't don't drag this girl through the mud because she made us uh, a mistake at 16 but she's so close to being 18 and 18 is so close to 22 and 22 is not that far uh and that the girl from the rachel rachel from the bachelor yeah who went to the the plantation party yeah are you familiar with that yeah i'm familiar story? with the situation yeah okay she said she didn't know any better uh and I feel like this girl who, who's 16 who uh, this Snapchat video came out about is is just a few years away from Rachel in age. And if she's never educated on this, that 16-year-old is just going to be a Rachel one day. And you know, if Rachel didn't 
get caught. Who knows? There could be Rachels in in police departments. There could be Rachels in doctor offices. There can be in, in political offices. Uh, so I just think education is is like the only way to go about it. But uh, that's kind of like where my mission has been lately. Really drawn towards that. And I'm happy we get to talk about it on the If Anyone Cares podcast. We're 16 minutes in. Hello. I welcome. wish someone did care. <laughs> <laughs> hey, people care when you come on the show. The numbers spike a little bit. So, uh, hey, I'll take it. No, but yeah, no, this is uh, If Anyone Cares, episode 55, 54. Caught myself there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but other than that, that's, that's kind of heavy, but. No, it's a, it's a wonderful way to start the show. I mean, it, this has been very topical for, I know at least for the last nine months, but for the, probably the last sixty years, really the last two hundred years, this has been very topical. But I know the last six months we, or the last nine months, we really focused in on it, with um, you know, with what happened back in June of last year. So it's it's a it's a topical thing it's an important thing to talk about so i'm happy that i gave you a voice because i mean you come on here and you be funny all the time it's 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 nice and refreshing to see cam with a, a more serious note not normal this this might be domesticated cam Woke cam <laughs> domesticated cam man no I, I that was one of the things i wanted to dip into with um with your life you mentioned on episode 50 the short little thing that we had that you this is the happiest you've ever been and like you settled down and you got a dog, and you um you found a lady. Like, what what's going on, man? What I'm I'm so incredibly happy for you. But what happened here? Oh, uh, I I wanted to I wanted to live, uh, and so I feel like everyone everyone lives to towards other people's expectations, uh, and which a lot of times they probably should. But what I thought was what life was, like 18-year-old Cam, I wanted to travel to a bunch of different countries. I wanted to travel the world. I wanted to party. Uh, and I, I got to do that. And I got to see the world. And it was fun. And now I get to experience what other people experience every day, which like living in a house, like getting to know your neighbors, like – having a mailing address this is normal for other people but this is nuts for me like i'm actually putting i'm putting time into my office like i'm putting money into things i'm painting i'm like i'm on pinterest i'm doing yard i love yard work i I can't wait for someone to be on my lawn so i can tell them to get off what is your favorite that's my favorite old guy thing of all time but what is your favorite uh yard work activity because i hate it but i'm also 20 so oh oh it's different uh i hated actually i hated doing it at my own house like growing up but i always shoveled uh shovel snow like rake leaves and cut grass uh so i always like did yard work as a kid uh but when it's your own house like you take a different like I take a sense of pride in it and I've never taken a sense of pride in yard work. I did it for like the 15, $20 or whatever when I was a kid, but like now it's dope. So I'm on Pinterest. I'm looking at these. So I bought a little fire pit, one of those portable fire pits. Uh, and I 
eventually want to dig a hole in the ground and actually place it in the ground. And I'll put, I want to put those white rocks. I want to make a, a path from my back patio to like the middle of the yard and have maybe a 20 by 20 foot rock area where we can put Adirondack chairs on and with a fire pit in the middle. So uh, I looked into Adirondack chairs, uh, which that, it, don't know how to spell it, but you know what they're <laughs> called. So you can look them up. Yeah, you can I do the. How expensive they are. Yeah, no, they're not cheap. Yeah, so I realize there are people who make them. So I'm looking into this weekend. I'm gonna uh, buy the tools, buy wood, and I'm gonna start making Adirondack chairs and uh, cornhole cornhole games. Oh, Cam Awesome's a cornhole guy. I'm, I'm just making I'm making the boards because it's gonna be a good side hustle to sell. And summer's coming, oh, people okay. are gonna be buying. Yeah, Cornhole. Great socially distanced game, by the way. Oh, yes. I will market that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I was in Portland last summer, like, during the beginning of quarantine. People were selling those Cornhole tables for, like, $200. Yeah, no, it's a great game. A- oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even care about the game, but it's only a few pieces of wood. Yeah. So, I don't know how to make it. But once I do, I'll be in there. And I'll figure it out this weekend. So, I, I see your dog all the time. On yeah, she's adorable, isn't she? On the internet, like, one crack of thunder, and she's running under your desk. Can you can you talk about the dog a little bit? Yeah. Uh, so the dog came with the relationship. Okay. Love the dog from day one, but the level of love I have for this dog now is. Oh, it's almost scary. I love this dog so much, man. <laughs> she she's better than most people. And she's like other people. Their dogs run away. The other day, I left the gate open and I left her outside, and like she left the gate, walked to the front of the house, and just laid in the driveway because that's where the sun was. She doesn't she doesn't do a leash. She's like she's just a good dog, except for the fact that. At 6.45 in the morning, she starts crying. Uh, she, she starts crying because uh, she hasn't eaten. So, other than her not knowing what a weekend is, she is a perfect dog. Ah, it's a natural alarm clock, man. It's a good time. Yeah. Oh, we feed her on the dot. So, like, at 7 o'clock on the dot, in the morning at 6 p.m., every night like on the dot so she starts crying 15 minutes before and exactly 6 45 and 5 45 she is a special dog but she doesn't like thunder so she runs underneath your desk she does she also doesn't like my van you're Uh, you still have the van Hey, I don't blame you, man. It, it, I mean, you're such a like it was such ingrained in your um in your whole thing. Like it was Cam and his van for such a long time. I wouldn't be letting it go either. Like it's it's a really great gimmick you had for a long time. Which I call it a gimmick. You called it home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I legit I, I miss it. Uh, and I love I love the idea of traveling. I think that's the lifestyle for me. So. When I say, like, it's cool to be able to have a house, but I do love moving. And I not just 
traveling. I love moving. Uh, so the idea, yeah, I, but I'm going to stay put for a while, save money. Yeah, I can't. Um, I can't imagine the the whole van life was uh, a a money a place where you kind of stockpiled money. That seems like that seems expensive. Oh no, no, like it, the way I did it, we stockpiled money. Uh, so I had uh, Mama says the vegan company who would send me vegan meals. Uh, did mail it to different cities that I was going to be in. So I had food, and I lived in a van for free. So. Uh, when I would speak places, I would still charge them uh, the average cost for a flight and hotel, even though I drove. That... Built into my fee. Okay, that's that's pretty so, smart. Yeah. So like it saved money, but now that I have a, a, a girl and a dog, uh, and Bella doesn't like being in the van while I was driving, so we can't travel anymore. Oh, you got a dog named Bella too. Oh no! You have a dog named Bella. I my my sister who is not living with us after the hurricane, her house got destroyed. She has an, a dog named Bella. It's a pit bull. And, is it uh, a recent hurricane? Uh, yeah, it's August. Oh man, that sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah, it happens. Um, how old is your sister? My sister is twenty five. Is she cool? Do you guys get along? Yeah, we get along now that she moved out and like <laughs> we became friends. <laughs> yeah, the the thing with family, the further you get the closer you are. Right. <laughs> I am the closest I've ever been to my family. They're in Florida. <laughs> uh, no, she had to, she had to move back in because her, the house she was renting got destroyed and they were, you know, the owner just kind of did away with it. So she moved back in, but she brought a, a pit bull and a chihuahua with a um, chihuahua pug mix. It's the ugliest looking dog. But um, you got Bella and got Lucy. Be- oh, so they, all, they all moved in the house. Yeah, all all three of them, or all four of them, I guess. So there's there's five people and and three dogs here. Uh, where are you in the sports world now that COVID is kind of being over? And are you vaccinated now? I'm not vaccinated. It is not available for um people in Louisiana under the age of like forty yet or whatever it is. I, I it changes every day. I don't know what it is anymore. But um, I I am going to get to go to Houston uh, for this upcoming MLS season. April sixteenth is the opening day for Major League Soccer. I will be there covering the Houston Dynamo and the San Jose Earthquakes. And then the very very next day, I'll be in Baton Rouge covering the LSU spring game. Oh, so dope. So you're gonna be and you're driving? Yeah, I'm driving to Houston, coming back, sleeping for maybe a couple hours, and then going to Baton Rouge. Nice. You live, you live an exciting life. It's very insane. And the week before, I, I maybe possibly might be in Indianapolis doing some stuff. So, oh, it's a good time. Uh, so, what's next after all of this? That's a very good question I talked about last night. It's a large question mark past the month of June. I don't know. Career-wise? Yeah, like I graduate college on June fourth, and after that, I uh yeah yeah it's very quick. I graduate full sail on June fourth, and then after that, I'm going to Central Louisiana for about a month, as I do every every year. That's the way I blow up steam. I go to Central Louisiana for a month and get it all out in one go. Nice. See, everyone needs something. Right. What do you do out there? Because if it, please do not say you bring your laptop and work. No, 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 no. no. I mean, I. <laughs> So I go to do this uh, youth camp with all these kids, 
And uh, you know, we Are you a counselor. Now that now that I'm older, I'm a counselor slash dean. So like, I help out with a bunch of stuff, and I video a bunch of stuff, and uh, and, and put it together for them. It's it's more relaxing than it is work, but you know, just being with those kids and having those experiences. Because I remember when I was their age doing it, and it, it uh, really is, it, is this like? Did you go to this same camp when you were when you were younger? Yeah, I did. Oh, that's dope. I like stuff like that. Yeah, so I get to be with them. Uh, I'm gonna be with now, the. Now you get to be in the the faculty lounge. How's the feel? Uh, it's just a different. It's just a bigger bed, but <laughs> it's very nice actually. No, the uh, the the cool thing about it is is that I get to spend a week with the younger kids, um, and then the next week with the older kids. And the older older kids are like 15, 16, 17, so like a few years younger than me. So I get to like just hang out with them and be a little bit more real, and like we get to have some. Some more fun together. Get to go do pranks to the girl storm. Like it's a really, really cool time, dude. Oh, oh yeah, like okay. Because like it, they separated on different sides of the camp, so the guys are on one side, the girls on the other, obviously. So, uh, okay, so like to be to be honest, this camp situation that you're explaining is literally what I hear on, I hear about like on television, or, like the those movies. <laughs> And I didn't know if these movies were based on anything, but our camps, where I grew up, was not like that. We went to camp from like 9 a.m. to like 3 p.m. It was basically like an after-school center during the day. Uh, oh, no, we stay. We, we stay. We get there. field camps? It's like field days? Or like, what was it? Uh, so this is pretty cool. So it's a, it's a church-centered camp. So we, um, you know, we have two morning services and then a, and a night service. So it's about three hours a day you're you're actually in service. But in the middle of the day, people like usually go take naps or go play basketball or go out and get lunch or whatever. And then at night, it's like five hours of just wreck time. So they'll have basketball tournaments, they'll have volleyball tournaments, they have a dodgeball pit that they build, and they'll have a dodgeball tournament. Like it's this really really cool kind of cool setup where it's um, everyone's kind of doing their own thing if you're on the basketball team you're really pushing and people will do all three sports and and, and just bounce around from different event to different event and it's really oh, so. kind of cool and um it's so field day yeah i guess it's every day around it's it's pretty much from seven o'clock to midnight oh, i meant like that that end of the year competition oh no 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 that would be awesome though <laughs> Hey man, hey, be the change you want to see. <laughs> I will, uh, I will bring that up in the next in the next meeting because we all leave on Friday afternoon because it's a it's a Monday afternoon to Friday afternoon thing, and you stay you stay this whole time. Friday, I think we need to, in uh, like we need to like do sections because it's all sections of the different state. Do a sectional field day. If your section wins, you you get a prize at the end. That'd be awesome. No. Hey, always something to consider. Yeah. But after that, it's going to be July. I'd like to go on a few trips, but at the end of the day, it's going to be uh, whatever the best opportunity is and whatever um, is kind of opened up to me. Because, I, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to work almost anywhere, but, yeah, I'd like, I'd, I'd like a select few cities. Like, I have my list. Top three. Top three, uh, Minneapolis. No, this is not in particular order. This is just places with all the different markets and all the different sports teams that like fit into what I want to do. So Minneapolis, they have all five different okay, sports. Before, okay, before you go any further, 
I'm not critiquing your number one. It's I'm not number asking. one. It's just in the top three. Well, yes, I'm also critiquing that as well. I know it's cold. Or, okay, here's the thing. Are you, are you judging this by just the sports location or actually living there? Because that's a part of it. Yeah, I know. Are it's really the weather. It's really, really cold. I'll, I'm sure I'll figure it out. The first winter is going to be tough, just like it was for the Pilgrims. It's going to be tough. <laughs> There's going to be some casualties. But, but here's the thing. It doesn't have to be that way. You could just take it out of your top three. <laughs> but, or, or is it in your top three because the environment is going to be that good? It, it's really, really good when it comes to a sports city. A lot of their arenas are new. Like I said, they, all, they already have all five sports leagues like in the city. So they, they have all brand new facilities. The teams aren't great, but they're getting better. I just think it'd be a really, 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 really fun town to cover. And plus, I know people there. So it's going to make it a little bit easier. Yeah, and that would be cool to uh, like go to a city that's not that popping and like grow with it. Right. If their teams eventually like get better, I mean, probably not beat the Chiefs, but you know what I mean. Yeah, because I mean, like the Timberwolves are the worst team in basketball. But they're going to get better, probably. Maybe. Probably not, actually. Hey, hey, hey. They can't get worse, can they? <laughs> they cannot get worse. They are quite so. awful. <laughs> <laughs> so what they did is they positioned themselves in a position to only get better. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. LeBron, <laughs> there's nowhere but down from here. <laughs> I guess you're probably right. Or you can, just stay, you can just stay at the top. He's, he's not going anywhere for a while. He's also very likable. Yeah, look, man, to stay in the spotlight for he's been in the spotlight. This is his seventeenth year in the NBA. He's been in, you know, he hasn't been an adult for seventeen years. <laughs> I mean, I I get you don't want to be an adult to have kids and a family, but still, no, no. I mean, I mean, like he he has been like since he was like seventeen years old. He's been in the in the spotlight, right? So he's been in the spotlight longer, like yeah. So like, and still nothing. No, no gun charges. No drug charges. No baby mamas. I was getting to that. I mean, you spend twenty years in the spotlight as a the, one of the most famous American athletes to ever live, and all the temptations of down in Miami, all the temptations of what's in Los Angeles. I'm sure Cleveland has their own temptations, but Cleveland's not a great city. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> but like, you're living well, in Miami. Do Ohio like that, man. <laughs> People just treat Ohio like America's stepchild. Like the way New York treats New Jersey. Like literally, Ohio just be Indiana, or just be Illinois. Um, no, but like he lived in Miami during the height of his career, during the prime of his career. He was playing for the Miami Heat, and he was one of the best four-year runs in the NBA's history. And he did nothing. Nothing's come out about him. It just means like he's just a quality person. And the thing is, he's not just quiet. Michael Jordan was quiet. LeBron James is very opinionated, and he's on podcasts, and he's he's on social media. He has his uh, own HBO. A, a quality dude. He has his own HBO thing called The Shop, where he gets his hair cut and talks about yeah. things. It's awesome, dude. Yeah, he's just a likable person. Because he could be, he could be in, in my eye, he could be a Tom Brady, where you know he's good, and we get that he's good, but you hate him because he's good. But I, I cheer for LeBron in my head. Yeah, I mean, I really, really I don't like... don't cheer for Tom Brady. I, I do. I, but, I only cheer against him out of respect. 
Yeah, I if, just... he, if he was in Kansas City, I would be a Braden fan. But screw that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what happened in, in February left a bad taste in some people's mouths. But um, how is he? He's he's like seventy. He's forty four. <laughs> and he's he's getting and he's getting better. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I love Tom Brady just for the mere fact that like I'm I recognize that we're getting to watch one of the best players to ever play, probably the best football player to ever play football live right now. And I've seen it my entire life. And I appreciate the greatness because there's not really a lot of guys that come like that very often. Maybe the guy you have over in Kansas City is going to be going to be a guy like that uh, for the next 15 years. But you never know because people have great first couple of years. But uh, your guy seems a little bit a little bit different. Seems special. But. At the end of the day, I mean, LeBron, there's nothing There's nothing on him. So, shout out LeBron, I guess. You think he's listening? Probably. I mean, I... Actually, uh, do, do you... How, how engaging are you with, with the listeners? Uh, enough. Like, I... I mean, like, like do, they, do they tweet and ask questions? Do they follow up? I uh, sometimes it's not as common as maybe I expect it to be as far as like how many people actually listen to the show uh, versus what I get. But like I do those little ask Riley things on Instagram and I get like some people that listen to the show that that ask stuff there and that oh. get curious about the show or maybe like who's your favorite, you know, who's your favorite show? What was your favorite guest or whatever? And I always say Cam Awesome. So I honor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I am I am the Justin Timberlake of this podcast because <laughs> he was never technically like a regular on Saturday Night Live, but he wasn't surprised when he saw him. And you're like, this guy is overstaying his welcome, but I like that he's around. Oh man! And that's me being humble. Compared myself to Justin Timberlake. Yeah, one of the the greatest boy boy band <laughs> members of all time. But Justin Timberlake aside, this is your fourth appearance on the show. Your fifth appearance, quote unquote, on the show with fifty. But your fourth appearance, like full episode. And um, you know, people people ask a lot of questions about you, man. And I I always say that you're one of my favorite guests. That's what the reason you've been on so many times. Um, but overall, like engaging with listeners, like I had people recognize me in Houston one time, which is awesome because this is a podcast and you can't see my face. So that was awesome. One time, um, Dallas was another place where, where someone recognized me. So like we, we're big, actually we're really big in Minneapolis as well. Like St. Cloud, St. Paul, Minneapolis, like, like we're big in Minnesota, Minnesota, North Carolina, California, and Louisiana. I'm, I'm, uh, even though it's cold and I'm not a fan of cold, uh, during the summer, actually not even during the summer because it gets ridiculously hot there too, <laughs> but I do love Minnesota. Minnesota is, is, ah, man, it's so, it's completely just straight North for me. Like literally just go in a straight line and you'll get there. And that seems so close but it's so far away and it's just this kind of like this weird magical place in america where things happen but it's not really in one of the big states and we don't really talk about it enough like they have the mall of america in minnesota yeah actually uh went to the mall of america i was i went by myself which what a loser thing to do (laughs) (laughs) uh but i got there and okay 
I didn't think it over before I went. And I got there, and I don't know what I was expecting. But it's a mall, but bigger. Yeah, it's for all of America. Yeah, it was like it was like seventeen foot lockers. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just going to be like more, you know, more options in the mall. It was this, all the options in that mall are the same options at my mall here. It's just just more of them. It's just copy and paste in each section. Yeah, I, I thought it would be like maybe there'd be a wing dedicated to like different cultures or like this one's like Caribbean food or like. I don't know what I was expecting, but not like 42 Krispy Kremes. Hey, be the change you want to see in the world, Cam. Oh, nah. Here's the thing. Uh, I've learned about my complaints. I'll voice my complaints, but I don't really mean them. Because uh, I, I think you... If I complain about something and I mean it, I would want to change it. But I just like talking sometimes. <laughs> Um, that's, that's typical cam. Awesome. The second city, cause you asked me for a top three and I gave you one. Yeah. <laughs> that was, is this, is, if you say Wisconsin, bro, I'm not going to Madison, Wisconsin or green Bay or Milwaukee. Not going there. Uh, oh, I like that. Those are probably the only three cities I can name. That's the only three cities in the state. Um, number two is, uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. Nashville. Uh, been there a few times. Nash Vegas. That's what they call it. Is that what they call it? That's what I would call it if I lived there. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. I, but uh, I never heard of uh, Nash Vegas. But that's, that's a nice one. I, I lived in Memphis for like eight months. Mm, wasn't a good experience. So the thing about Nashville that I like is that Memphis isn't incredibly far away. Like I know it's like not close. It was like, two, it was like two hours. Yeah, two hours. I do that going to Houston now. That's yeah. not that big a deal for me to go cover a Grizzlies game. So you have like the Titans – you have the Predators, you have Nashville Soccer Club, and then you have the Grizzlies. Like, it's kind of like that same thing, but also Tennessee is very nice. Maybe not in Memphis, but, you know, you get it. Yeah. But, um, last but not least, I got a buddy that lives in Phoenix, Arizona, and that also seems pretty great. The only thing that's missing out in Phoenix is a soccer team. Which is kind of like my bread and butter, but oh, uh, yeah, uh, Phoenix. So I had this great idea about about three months ago that I was going to rent. I, I bought a house. Yay! Everyone wants to do it. I did it. Cool. And I was going to rent my house out and just Airbnb three months at a time in different cities. Uh, but then I realized I should stay in Kansas City for two years and save money. But Phoenix was going to be the first place I was going. Well, no, third place. Uh, I spent a lot of time in Phoenix. I'm a fan of Phoenix. It's just hot as balls. But... Yeah, no, I, I, was, I... I judge places off of their vegan food. That, that's why I was judging Minnesota, by the way. Yeah, I don't know if there's a lot of vegan people in Minnesota. I doubt it, just because they... No, 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 they have great vegan options out there. 
Oh, really? That's when I say I love a place, I just judge it off the food. Okay. I thought you hated Minnesota because it's cold. Well, it was actually oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate it because it's cold, but I love it because of the food. Okay. So I go to the summer. Okay. Yeah, no, I missed that part. But I uh that's my top three. I mean, obviously you know, like places like Seattle that has multiple teams, um, places Are like Are you considering uh cost of living? Yes, in a way. Um, it, it's going to be the best situation for me, which I think is the, probably the best way to go about it. What's the best situation for me as far as cost of living, as far as what I'm going to get to do, as far as like how am I going to get there, what my quality of life is going to be. But also, I mean, the work is going to be most of the, most of the thing anyways because, I mean, I want to cover – more than two things i want to cover a kind of a plethora of things and have that opportunity to grow and 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 become an nfl reporter or like an nba reporter i just don't want to do soccer and hockey what you don't want to pigeonhole yourself into like one yeah i just don't want to be like kind of like stuck in this little box of like hey you can do soccer and hockey and that's pretty much it yeah yeah you can be the uh i wouldn't know who that would be (laughs) Yeah, neither do I for hockey, but still. And I love soccer and hockey. It's just I don't want to do those two things specifically by just staying in that one city. Not to be funny or anything, but no, you've no. lived with your parents your whole life, right? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. How, how are you going to feel living without them? Uh, it's going to be very, like I said, it's going to be very tough. <laughs> it's going to be very, very tough. Um, yeah. I've started to learn how to do things my own now. Like, they've kind of like... My mom is pretty much up and slowly giving you hints like, no, you do your own laundry now. Yeah. She's like refused to do things, um, which has made me better. Like I'm, I make my own breakfast and lunch now, which is How fine. Dare she? No, I mean, <laughs> it was very tough to like, <laughs> to like make time to make lunch. It's, those work. are things you don't think about. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think about it. Sounds, sounds stupid. But when I moved out, I didn't. When I moved out at 17, I didn't consider – I considered – I added my rent. I added uh, gas, and I added food. That, I didn't – I thought those were the only expenses there were. Uh, I didn't think about laundry. I didn't think about, like, cooking. I didn't think about grocery shopping. Yeah. I don't know. The – um. The, the the fun the, the funnest the most fun has been learning how to make noodles because I really like buttered noodles I think they're great good choice man you go for an inexpen- love and inexpensive food right and like you throw a little bit of flavor in there sometimes and it's just really really nice but like there's these packages that you make with milk and water and like you boil milk and water and you put a thing in there and it's like I think like four or five bucks a pack so you can get like five or six for like 30 bucks. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you're not a cup of noodle soup fan? Uh, not particularly. But like. That was, that was my go-to as a child. Yeah. Did you eat, are you too old for ramen noodles? No, no. Uh, I have ramen noodles in my house. Okay. I know ramen noodles. I don't know how old they are, but I know it was like a big thing among uh, my sister's age category. Oh, no, like, uh, I think ramen. I 
I gotta try to think like ramen noodles. Uh, it's it's Chinese, uh, and it's from 1859. Ouch! How old do you think I am, Riley? Hey, I just did. I didn't know how old they were. <laughs> 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 I was like, I, I thought they were ch- okay. So I'm speaking on culture and stuff, and I'm literally like at the beginning of every talk, I tell students I don't know everything there is to know, and if I say something wrong, respectfully call me out, right? right? Because the idea is like, culture means a way of life. Our way of life constantly changes, so our language is going to change, and we shouldn't be too committed to a language. Uh, but you have to be okay with saying the wrong thing sometimes and being called out, because if you don't get called out, you'll never know. So uh, I do try to always respect everyone's culture. I'm super conscious of that now, and I'm really trying to work on it. Uh, so I wanted to say, ramen's Chinese. But I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Let me Google it first. <laughs> and you know what I found out? It's not Chinese. No, no. I found out, Riley, that I'm always right. Oh. It is Chinese. <laughs> And then I say, Ken, why, why do you even question yourself ever? You're amazing. We're going to clip that for the internet. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, originated in China and made its way over to Japan in 1859. And Riley asked me if I was old, if I'm old enough to remember. Cam, I, I, start off, <laughs> I start off every talk by saying I don't know everything. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, I literally do. But actually, uh, I had a girl, and I didn't read it, but I just saw, I glanced over my email while we're talking. Uh, I just did a, a talk uh, this morning. I called them assemblies. Uh, they're not Zoom assemblies, they're Gen Z assemblies. Uh, that sounds for awful. Trademarking purposes. Ah, just a bunch of me's in a room. But, like, the worst version of me sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, these kids aren't, aren't too bad, but I did, yeah. They're, they're, actually, they're really good because they just communicate with me through the chat box, and they're on, all on mute. So just like an Instagram Live. So it's really cool because you get to interact, and when a student has something to say, they get to raise their hand. I, I unmute them, and we can have a conversation, ask them a couple questions about culture. But... This girl just emailed me and said that uh, that I said something uh, I said something offensive during the the session or uh, speaking on the term uh, JYP gypped or in the term gyp speaking okay. of gyp, the term gypsy okay uh, and she just emailed me to tell and if it's not to be too rude but I, I think it's important that I, if I read this. Uh, or just like read one part of it, but she says, uh, you're, you're on a zoom call for cultural competency for the cultural competence assembly. And while the presentation was great beyond compare, I noticed you brought up the word gyp. You classified it as a derogatory term when it's actually is a racial slur, uh, such as the N word it's used against brown skin minorities in Romania and to Romanian people, uh, which is why I didn't say something during the public chat. I understand you only knew uh, what you were, you were told, and it's why I'm telling you in this email. The goal of this isn't really to call you out, uh, but to help you not repeat the mistakes and say a slur unknowingly in the future. Sincerely, uh, 
bank school student. That makes me feel good. I feel like my talk worked. The talk was about uh, about respectfully calling one another out when we say the wrong thing. Uh, apparently, I used a derogatory term, and she called me out on it. And that makes me feel so good. Cam, just to I see. Also, huh? No, no, okay, go ahead. No. I, I, yeah, no, you go for it. Just to see the growth from the first time I saw Cam Awesome on Highly Questionable calling him the Taylor calling himself the Taylor Swift of boxing to this is just incredible. And it's not even growth as far as like you've matured because you still like you're Cam all the time. Like this is not a gimmick. This is Cam Awesome and like this is how you are. And just to see from there to now, the progression of Cam Awesome is just incredible. So, hey, I'm I'm super happy for you, man. I'm happy for the dog. I'm happy for the relationship. I'm happy for whatever um, whatever endeavor you want to go on doing um, and talking about race relations and, and stuff like that. Dude, you're absolutely crushing it right now. That's awesome. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I will say when... I read the email and my heart dropped. I was like, oh my God, they're calling me. She's calling me out on something. And yeah, uh, it does also feel uncomfortable when somebody calls you up, but I, this is, I'm literally speaking on this and I, I'm still affected by it. Right. No one's immune to it just because, you know, you're also in a category of people that has to deal with it. You're not immune to it for doing it to other people. Like I don't, like I don't necessarily have that same problem because like I, I, I'm sure it's I'm sure there are things that people have said that maybe I have been offended by or, or, or different things but you know the the chances of me having that situation are a lot lower than you or someone else having that situation happen to them like it's I, I'm not immune to it either but it's it's more statistically more likely of me doing something like that than having it happen to me. Yeah, and yeah, it's such a weird topic because we don't talk about it. I'm so glad that we can actually talk about it. Yeah. On if anyone cares, you know, a comedy podcast, but it's also listed under society. So. Hey, hitting all these demographics. Yes. People are gonna love this show because they're coming off the back of a of a great but funny story with Jack Coover and they're going straight into topical America with Cam Awesome. Yes. Uh, who was the last guest? Uh, his name's Jack Coover. He's a uh, color commentator uh, for Union Omaha. It's a soccer club in Nebraska. Oh, where'd you meet him? Uh, we actually started doing YouTube together when I was 15, and he was a freshman in college, and he um, he was a super shy guy. So we talked about a story of confidence um, from being a shy video editor, and now he's a color commentator on national radio. That's, that's dope, from behind the camera to in front of it. Yeah, like he is incredible, man, and I, I love Jack. Uh, our friendship has grown over the last five years to be able to – to be on that level and talk about something like that. Cause I mean, it's not comfortable talking about, you know, that kind of journey to, to find confidence and to find uh, where you're meant to be. And he's crushing it, dude. I'm so happy for him. Oh, that's awesome. I'm going to get that a listen. I appreciate that, man. 
episode 53 of the if anyone cares podcast jack hoover if you haven't listened to it go go check it out after this is over but not until this is over guys yeah cam awesome so, um well i guess it's about to be over yeah so i guess it is yes. We never, we never actually opened the show. <laughs> well, I hope you were recording. I, I was, I was. I, 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 and that's why I can do these with you. Like anytime you guys do a podcast, I'm like, I'm not doing a podcast. I'm just talking to you. Uh, so this is cool. Oh man. Hey, so um, episode fifty came off and and, and went. It, it was pretty successful. People people liked it. Thank you for doing episode 50. I know we had kind of like glossed over um, like kind of the thank yous because that was the busiest couple of weeks of my life with trying to orchestrate that and put that together. So I just want to thank you awesome. a couple of weeks I'm after so the fact. I'm so happy it came together for you, man. Yeah, it's, it, was a, it was a nightmare of editing. Talk about just a, a crazy piece of, of work to put together. But uh, I thank you so much for doing the 15, even though you you made me edit it. Did, oh yeah, I did. I yeah. did. Yeah. Oh no. What are we at? Fifty-seven forty-one. I don't have a pen, so this is gonna be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> to like carve it into a piece of. Thanks for reminding me, man. Oh. I almost forgot. <laughs> oh no, you already got one earlier. You got forty-one twenty. You said the S word. Oh, that counts. Yeah, dude. This is a Bro, PG. What, what is this? What is this? Disney. <laughs> Dude, Disney dropped it. Disney dropped it on their platform, Disney Plus. In the NFL, right? <laughs> it's that new show about the Falcon, whatever it is. He drops the S word in New Orleans. Yeah, uh, I, I think next episode, next time you have me on, let's talk about censorship in America. Okay, that'll be a that'll be a fun conversation. And I'm doing it with doing zero research. I'm just making things up and I'm speaking aggressively. So get ready. That's fantastic. I expect nothing less from Cam Awesome. Uh, where can people uh, find you on the internet, Cam? Uh, at Cam F. Awesome on everything. Uh, and CamFAwesome.com. I actually just got a new website, got my new speaking topics up there, doing assemblies, doing professional development, doing diversity, equity, and inclusion training for educational uh, institutions, civic organizations, and businesses. Holla at your boy. Are you still doing okay. comedy anywhere? Huh? You still doing comedy anywhere? You gonna be in Kansas nah. City? Nah, comedy's not. Comedy doesn't pay, and <laughs> also it's so hard to get on a stage because of COVID right now. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I got you. I, I do. I do want to go to one of your comedy shows when it when it's everything's back up and running. You'll you'll do it again one day for me. At the yeah, very yeah. Least. I'm, I'm I'm gonna be doing comedy through my speaking because comedy clubs. They don't pay, so I do comedy through my talks. So get me booked at one of your sports conferences, and <laughs> I will be there. Well, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll start the IAC convention. We'll get you as our guest speaker. Sounds good. All right, man. Hey. All my people. <laughs> Cam Awesome, at Cam F Awesome on uh, everything. Go check out all of his stuff, and uh, I thank you so much for making the time, man. This is awesome. All right. Thank you, and just so everyone knows, I also don't have people. Thanks for having me. <laughs> For KMF Awesome, I'm Riley James, if anyone cares.